What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be running through my week 18 running back start sits. Now I'm guessing most of you guys, you know, kind of saw what went down on Monday night football. It does feel kind of weird, you know, recording this video after, you know, that uh, super brutal thing that happened. I'm still going to be putting out my running back and uh, wide receiver videos, but obviously, you know, just hoping for the best with that whole situation. Obviously, week 18, you know, brings on its own challenges for fantasy football. That's why, you know, most leagues are ending in week 17, but I know some of you guys do have week 18 championships, so there are some added layers. It's honestly probably the toughest week to do start sits, especially early on in the week, you know, maybe aside from like week one where we don't really know anything, but you know, there are certain teams that have clinched, uh, certain teams that, you know, you, they know they're making the playoffs, but maybe they could move up a spot or two or, you know, move down a spot or two. And so we don't exactly know which players are going to be starting. So it is, like I said, kind of tough to do start sits. I will say that, you know, this week I'm going to be doing my running back and wide receiver start sits. Those are coming out on Tuesday. Wednesday, I'll have my quarterback and uh, tight ends. And then that's going to be it for me for the week. But I will continue to respond to comments, you know, up until the uh, Saturday and Sunday games. So, you know, if something changes, we find out a team's starting players, sitting players. If you want to, you know, keep asking the same question, you know, as things change, I will make sure to continue to uh, respond to you guys. If you guys are new to the channel, you know, maybe I'm one of the only people putting out week 18 content. The way I structure this video, I go through uh, every single matchup. So uh, all 16 games, and then I list every fantasy relevant player as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup. Fringe options, more of like your running back threes, your flex plays, and then sits. These are guys you want on your bench. So let's start off with the uh, Chiefs-Raiders matchup. And I feel comfortable uh, playing both of these running backs. Jerick McKinnon obviously has been balling out, you know, over the last like, what, five, six weeks. Isaiah Pacheco still has a very solid role on the ground. Plus, this is a great matchup against the uh, Ravens, who have been very susceptible to opposing running backs. Then on the other side, even though the Raiders aren't really playing for anything here, we saw them use Josh Jacobs in a large capacity in Week 17. I don't see why he's still not involved in this game, so he would be a start for me. Then looking at the uh, Titans-Jaguars game, this is you know obviously very important. It's going to decide the division, so I think Derrick Henry will be back and playing. He's definitely a start. And then on the other side, we saw Travis Etienne. I think he only played like one half. He did have a pretty big half, but then they sat him for the uh, second half. Here, he's obviously going to be playing, having that full workload. He's a start for me. Sitting Jermichael Hasty, who also, you know, actually saw a decently solid fantasy day. Then moving over to the uh, Sunday slate, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Falcons. Now for the Buccaneers, they're in this spot where they have locked up their division and, you know, they can't really move up or down. Their record is so bad, they're locked into that, uh, I think it would be the four seed. So you would assume that they would be sitting all their starters. I do think there could be an argument to be made that they should be playing their starters, at least for a little bit. This is an offense that has looked pretty lackluster all season long. They really kind of came alive against the Panthers. It's possible they want to go out there and get some more reps. The problem is, is that I could see them doing that for a quarter, maybe even a half. I cannot see them having Tom Brady out there late in the third, fourth quarter. So I'm going to have all these running back as sits. You know, it's possible they start off with Fournette, uh, Rashad White. And then second half, they turn to like Keyshawn Vaughn, Giovanni Bernard. It's really just a situation that I would be trying to avoid. Now on the other side for the Falcons, kind of an interesting update in the uh, Algier-Patterson split. So I kind of assumed Algier would be the better play here. I think he was, you know, looking in hindsight at the usage. Algier saw uh, 34 snaps to Patterson's 32. So pretty close to 50-50 there. We saw Algier take 20 of the carries to Patterson's nine. So significant edge there, you know, for Tyler Algier. 
The interesting thing was in the receiving department. So Patterson was targeted eight times to Algiers one. So that would make you think that like Algier, you know, was just getting all the work on the ground. And then Cordero Patterson was dominating the routes run. That's really not how it played out. Patterson did lead in routes run at 18, but Algier ran 11. So, you know, eight targets in 18 routes. That's pretty crazy. Algier, you know, one target in 11 routes. I would still expect Patterson to be the guy with more receiving work, but I do think Algier getting the edge in the carries, the significant edge, does make him the much better play. I do think the Bucks could also be resting some key defensive pieces. They've had guys banged up. Vita Vey has been banged up, obviously huge in the run game. They've had some corners, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean. These guys have been dealing with injuries. Winfield has been banged up. So I would not be surprised if the uh, Bucks rest a lot of their defensive players or, you know, they're only playing a quarter or two. And so I do think Algier is a decent start this week. And then I even think uh, Patterson is a solid fringe option. I do currently believe the uh, Falcons are the betting favorite, which would obviously indicate that uh, Vegas assumes that the Bucks are going to be, uh, you know, benching some players here for the Patriots. This is kind of a uh, rough turn of events here. Ramondre has been a really strong like RB1 basically all season long, I think starting week three, week four. And this week was a uh, massive turn for the worse in that department. I have him as a fringe option here. We saw Damian Harris make his return, and I really thought Ramondre would keep his workload. He did not. He only played five more snaps than Harris. Damian Harris actually outcarried him at nine to eight. And then they also had a pretty even split in routes run with Stevenson at 17, Harris at 14. That's really, really tough for Ramondre Stevenson. I thought at the very least, you know, he would have a, a pretty solid command over that like third down work. I think he did play a lot of the third downs, but just the routes run in general. You also add in that this is a tough matchup against the Bills. You know, it's tough to feel super confident about either of these guys. I do still prefer Ramondre, but I don't think he's like a locked in start anymore. You know, unfortunately for uh, Stevenson owners. Now for the Bills, with this game not really happening, this is a backfield that has been up in the air all season long. So without actually knowing the splits here, I really don't even feel comfortable like making a uh, educated guess on this one. Now moving over uh, to another divisional game, we have the Vikings taking on the Bears. And I believe the Vikings are in a spot where they uh, could, you know, rest their players. I think they have a shot to move up, but I think they would need a win. The 49ers would be a loss or need a loss. Doesn't seem super likely. So I have Dalvin Cook here as a start. Obviously, if they're, you know, resting their starters, Cook might not play. I think, honestly, Alexander Madison could be a solid option. He'll probably see a huge workload. Obviously, the offense is going to be much worse without, like, Kirk playing. Jefferson, Thielen, those guys probably not going. But the Bears' defense is pretty rough. So I still think with the volume, Alexander Madison would have to be a start option for me. And then for the Bears, I expect them to keep rolling with their uh, starters. So David Montgomery is going to be a start. Khalil Herbert as a sit. Then we have the uh, Ravens taking on the Bengals. For the Ravens here, I have J.K. Dobbins as a fringe option, and some people may be a little surprised by that because we did see Dobbins take 17 of the 20 running back carries. I was super excited to see that. Kind of looked like he was running away with that backfield. Looked great in those opportunities. Rushed for 93 yards. The problem is, after the game, John Harbaugh comes out and basically says, like, Gus Edwards didn't play enough. He needs to be out there more. He was kind of frustrated with the way that split played out. So not what you want to hear. It definitely seems like uh, Harbaugh wants it to be more of like a 60-40 split moving forward. I do think uh, this could be a key game in the division. I believe if the Bengals lose to the uh, Bills, you know, if they make that game up, still not really sure what's happening there. But I do believe this game could be for the division. So I think both these teams are going to be trying to take the dub here. I have Dobbins as a fringe play, Gus Edwards as a sit. And then for the Bengals, even though they didn't play that Bills game, you know, barring some freak thing happening to Joe Mixon, he's definitely going to be a start. 
Then we have the uh, Lions taking on the Packers. Interesting matchup with some uh, playoff implications here. And after that uh, game in Week 17 against the Bears, I feel like a lot of people probably feel really strong about both DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. They both had massive games, but I do think we have to look at that matchup because that was a juicy, juicy lineup against the Bears. We knew the Lions were going to put up points. Bears also can't stop running backs. So it really was a perfect storm for both those guys to ball out. The problem is like their roles and usage didn't really change. Obviously, they all saw more opportunities because they were ahead. You know, they got to get these very efficient touches with some touchdown upside. But, you know, per usual, Williams led in uh, carries. He also led in snaps. And then we see DeAndre Swift leading in the receiving work. Even though Jamal Williams is coming off that big game, I have him as a sit here. Now, like if this is a situation where a lot of these top running backs are sitting out, not playing, that I could see him getting bumped up to a fringe option. But prior to that week 17 game, like Jamal Williams had been struggling. He had four straight games under 10 points. He actually had three straight under four. So he had been very, very touchdown dependent. It's not like this is a cakewalk matchup against the Packers. So I would, you know, be weary starting uh, Jamal Williams. And then for DeAndre Swift, I have him as a fringe option, you know, so I do think he is uh, the better option in this backfield. And then for the Packers, we actually saw Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon have pretty similar workloads. Dillon played on slightly more snaps and then he ran two more routes. You know, you'd like to see Aaron Jones get that edge in their receiving department. But then we saw Aaron Jones uh, slightly lead in both carries and targets. I think both these running backs are going to be solid RB2 plays this week going up uh, against the Lions. Now moving over to the uh, Texans-Colts game. Per usual, I'm just fading this uh, Texans running back room with no Damian Pierce. I'm just not interested in like this Royce Freeman, Dare, Rex Burkhead committee. Just, you know, not super uh, into it. And then for the Colts, I think Zach Moss is a pretty interesting option here. Right now, I have him as a fringe option. I could consider moving him up to a start. You know, if we do hear about some guys potentially sitting out, he took 15 of the 24 running back carries. And then the Texans have allowed the most points per game to the running back position. The problem here, and you know, the thing I'd be concerned about is that if he gets that workload again, like if he's getting 20 carries in this matchup, I think he's going to produce. The problem is like, I wouldn't be shocked if we go out in week 18 and we see like Jordan Wilkins leading this backfield or Deion Jackson more involved. It just doesn't feel like his role is super set. So that's the concern I have there uh, with Zach Moss. Then looking at the uh, Jets-Dolphins game, this uh, Jets backfield devolved into a full-on committee, also in a game that they really struggled offensively. So I don't really know how to read this backfield. I think the best uh, you know path forward is just avoiding it. So sitting Ty Johnson, sitting Zonovan Knight, and sitting Michael Carter. Then looking at the fringe here for these Dolphins guys, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, a pretty solid 50-50 split. I believe Mostert was the guy who got into the end zone, so his fantasy numbers looked better. But in reality, their workloads were very similar. I like this offense more. You know, probably a tough matchup here against the Jets. I don't believe the Jets are crazy locked down against running backs, but obviously a very solid defense overall. So these guys are going to be more of like low-end fringe options for me. Then we have the uh, Panthers taking on the Saints. We saw both Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard kind of fall on their faces against the Bucks. We knew that was in the range of outcomes. Bucks have been pretty solid against the running backs, you know, especially over the last, you know, two, three years. I still think Foreman every week has that high ceiling where he can burst out for 140 yards on the ground, score a touchdown or two. So I have him as a fringe option. I do think he's the better option over uh, Chuba Hubbard. And then for the Saints, I'm going to continue to fire up Elvin Kamara. Workload continues to be solid. You know, just isn't really breaking through with the touchdowns. It's just something every week that's missing. I still think he's a solid running back to play, maybe even top 12 guy with some guys potentially sitting out. 
looking at this uh, Giants-Eagles matchup, from what I've heard and read, I believe the Giants are locked into their playoff spot. I don't think they can move up or down. They've clinched. So I don't think there's any need for them to play a guy like Saquon Barkley. So he's going to be a sit for me. Now they could, you know, roll with Matt Breida as the workhorse. The problem is like without Daniel Jones going up against the Eagles who do need to win this game, I just think it would be gross from the Giants. So I'm just going to be sitting this uh, Giants running back room. And then for the Eagles, firing up uh, Miles Sanders here. Been a little disappointing as of late, but the workload's still there. You know, he always has that potential to go for 100 yards and a touchdown or two. Looking at the uh, Browns taking on the Steelers, Steelers and Mike Tomlin trying to get to a uh, another winning season kind of out of nowhere. For the Browns here, Nick Chubb's solid game just didn't get into the end zone. I'm going to continue to fire him up here. They haven't really shown that they're going to shut him down or anything. And then for the Steelers, continue to fire up uh, Najee Harris. This is a game that the Steelers need to win, so they should be uh, you know rolling with their guys. And then uh, sitting Jalen Warren, also a solid matchup there against that uh, Browns defense. Then we have the Cowboys taking on the Commanders. For the Cowboys, this is a game that they need to win. You know, if the Eagles lose, they're going to be able to slide into that uh, one spot. So I think Pollard and Zeke are both solid plays here. And then for the Commanders, we did see Brian Robinson take a pretty solid workload this past week with Gibson out. Uh, B-Rob took 24 of the 33 running back carries. The problem is this is a tough matchup against the Cowboys. He's basically a zero in the receiving department. So I'm just going to be sitting all of these uh, commander running backs in the Chargers-Broncos matchup. If Austin Eckler's playing, we're getting the news. You know, he's the guy. Obviously, fire that man up. And then for the Broncos, we have Murray and Chase Edmonds in a pretty strong split. So both those guys are going to be sits for me. In the uh, Rams-Seahawks matchup, I like both of these running backs as starts. Cam Akers has really been a workhorse over the last few weeks. And as you know, kind of shown out in those opportunities. And then for the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker continues to get a very solid role on the ground. Just hasn't had the uh, great touchdown luck as of late. Then looking at the uh, Cardinals taking on the 49ers here. I believe this is the uh, final matchup. For the Cardinals, I have James Conner listed as a start here. The problem is he left the Week 17 game with injury, so not really sure how they're going to play that. There's always the possibility that the Cardinals just don't really want to risk it. I believe he's on contract for another year or two. So like, why are they going to run him out there when he's injured? So maybe they pivot. If they pivot, I don't really want to be dealing with a uh, Clement uh, Keontae Ingram committee against the 49ers where the 49ers are going to be trying to win this game. So, you know, if Connor plays, I think he's a start barring, you know, some committee news. And if he doesn't, I'm just going to be avoiding this backfield. Obviously a very, very tough matchup against the 49ers, but a workhorse James Connor, even in a bad matchup, that's still someone who I'm willing to play. And then for the 49ers, here in Christian McCaffrey's day-to-day with an ankle injury, if they're going for this game, I think they need to win to uh, lock out the uh, Vikings. So, you know, if they're playing him, he's definitely going to be a start for me. Even if this is a spot where it's like we're thinking he's playing three quarters, two and a half, I still think you honestly play him because he can rack up points in a hurry. So that's going to wrap it up for uh, every single Week 18 matchup. If you all enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to see the uh, wide receiver start sit, that's going to be posted on my channel. So go check it out. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in, you know, all the way until the last week of the season. I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys again, and I will see you in the next one.